Bank Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Now we're live. Well, nice to see you again, Bart. Nice to see you, Vance. So, I think we got a good topic for the name. Um, the police are all bad. Are they? I think the first, the first job of doing that would be of discussing that would be to define what a police officer or cop is now, right now here in America, which applies in most countries, but there's always a slight variance. Um, My definition of a cop or police officer today is a pawn uh, with a you a pawn for the government. Uh, one of their tools, their many tools for for using violence upon us that, that they have the monopoly on. Uh, they're not. I don't think that they're there to protect anybody except for enforce government laws. And it seems pretty apparent to me that that's true. Uh, I think we're going to get into later, you know, a little later about individual police officers may take it upon themselves to do good deeds or whatever, but it's not their job. I think their job is to enforce government rules and laws, so-called laws, upon its subjects. Um, What do you you define a today United States police officer slash cop? Well, I think think before that, I'll go ahead and just give everybody a quick rundown of what we're talking about here. So for the folks who have been off of the internet or who stay on the safe side of the internet, uh, there is a, there's a phrase slash, uh, what would you call it? A, an abbreviation, A C A B, uh, which is really popular Mm -hmm. with, uh, the sort of protest groups and, uh, I guess Twitter things like that, uh, ACAB, or you could say a cab, and it stands for all cops are bad. So maybe the, the question that we're asking is AACAB, which is are all cops bad, uh, or I guess AACB. So that is sort of the question that we're asking, but I think the point that Vance is making here is, is what is a cop? We need to define that first. If we're going to be debating sort of among ourselves what a cop is, what is that? So to answer your initial question, what do I think that is? I think we're very much in agreement there. I think a cop is the military that is owned by the government. Uh, they're an arm poised to enforce laws and the thing that does confuse them is that there are humans who uh, take up those positions and will sometimes act human in spite of the fact that their job does not require them to do so. Agreed. So what do I think that your typical pro cop person thinks a cop is in the United States. I think I can speak for that pretty well because I am surrounded by quite a few people in my close family uh, that 
that feel this way. Uh, your, your, your boomer types tend to do so, right? Yeah, let's um, maybe do that, actually. I'd, I'd love to maybe have you, um, just for the sake, maybe take the position of uh, yeah. that and like flesh that out, and I can maybe do the ACAB crowd a bit and right. give both justice. So, if I were to talk to one of these people, or multiple, or let's even better, get them in a room where they're all together and they feel strong, right? Uh, they're going to say, the police are there to protect you. Um, what happens if somebody breaks into your house? Who are you going to call? Well, I mean, of course, my answer would be like, I guess we, I'd have to call the cops because they have a monopoly on that. Duh. But is it going to do me any good? No, they broke into my house already. Um, but they're going to say, "Who? what about if there was no cops? People would just be driving. It would be like Indy 500 everywhere. People would be wrecking, car crashes, babies just dead all over the streets. I mean, how would you stop it without somebody giving tickets to people driving their cars for going too fast? Um, I mean, everybody would run red lights if it wasn't for cops. Um, all the banks would get robbed. I mean, it would just be, have you seen Mad Max? Is that how you want to live? People getting raped and killed and murdered and tortured and wearing too much leather. And what about people who sag their pants? I might see their butt, you know. Sorry, I had to throw that in for the boomers. Uh, but I think they really believe this, and they tend to be gun toters too, like which is beyond me because they 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 hold a gun because they don't believe that it's somebody else's job to protect them. Yet, I it's, it's I don't see how the it can be reconciled in their brain, but it is, um, and they're honest about it. They really, really are scared about the police not existing. For one. That's not, they don't understand that there is alternatives. They, they truly believe that if there wasn't a government police force, that it would just be a free-for-all. They really feel this way. And they're terrified. I mean, they look out, they look on the news, they see the riots, I don't, somehow in their head, they think if it wasn't for cops, that would be happening here. But it's happening there, and there's cops there, and they're protecting the government building. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, the CVS, the, the corner store, all that's being looted. There's cops right over there, kept, you know. Uh, but that's how, that's how they feel. Uh, and they really feel like these people who are cops put their lives on the line to protect them every day. Protect them. They would never say they're there to protect the government laws because they think government's too big as it is, right? But they put, they, they've brainwashed the few people in the mainstream that think government should be small into supporting the violent arm of government, which was a very lucrative tactic to use to make sure you don't lose any power. But sorry, I went into a little bit of anal, analyst mode there, but no, I think that I think that gives a pretty good 
uh, since and and as I'm listening to you, I also realize that as I present the millennial Gen Z kind of position around all cops are bad. In contrast to that, I actually find that there's a lot more in common with that side than you'd think. One of which is the necessity of police. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that it seems like has come from the side, so taking that that, uh, all cops are bad position, is this idea that all the cops are bad because of their human instinct, uh, not because of their directives. It's because of their human instinct. It's because we're hiring uh, poor cops. It's because we're hiring uh, poorly capable and poorly trained people. It's because of some systemic problem that goes all the way to the top. But the idea on this side is also that there could be no world without police. It's just that the policing system is broken, right? We need more cops, but we need more training. We need uh, less corruption. We need, uh, you know, better enforcement. We need more laws. Um, I know that that was a thing that uh, we we may hear about in a, in a future episode, but I know we briefly talked about uh, a gentleman who was on Bill Maher, I think, from, I think he was FBI, sort of talking about that, the idea of everybody in the Capitol being uh, categorized as a, what was a domestic terrorist, I think, right? So I think that's, that's an interesting place where while there is a stark contrast between the two sides, they overlap in the sense that they both uh, really, really want more cops, it's just that they have a very different idea of why one is working or not. So the idea that all cops are bad is that we've created this system that is conducive to letting cops run amok and we're not training them and, and that sort of thing. So um, that's, that's sort of the other side. So I'd, I'd love to uh, not necessarily meet in the middle, but kind of just talk about how both of those positions are deeply flawed because they both rest on the assumption that cops are necessary and that they are useful and that they are efficient. Yeah. So, I would also like to make my position very clear in the sense that in no discussion here or in any political atmosphere do I fall into the category of there's only two choices. There's we're going to do it the way that this news organization says it or this or news or like, that's the only two ways it's going to happen. <clears throat> I, uh, I believe that not only do I believe that that I also believe that the only reason they're arguing about it is to distract you from the real solution. So, I think that if I had somebody patrolling my neighborhood who was supposed to keep me safe and my kids from being shot, I would want them to work for me. Answer to me and my neighborhood. Uh, I would not want them to answer to, I would not want them to be enforcing for somebody else, especially a politician. I mean, no matter what side I talk to, they all tell me the politicians and lawmakers are crooked. Now, let me give you, 
Let me give you both sides. Then I'll, I'll give you both the, the, the right and the left objection here. The right objection of one, they do work for you because you pay taxes and they are on that payroll. The left objection, well, if they work for you, then that is not equal because you would be able to pay them more than someone who is worse off. So those are the two objections left and right. What do you say to those? If I am paying an officer more to protect me than you're paying an officer to protect you, I have more valuable stuff to be protected. There's more of a need to break into my house. But could you not get away with murder? No. I cannot. <laughs> because there's, there's no... There's no... Okay, let's say I live in this neighborhood and we've agreed to... You know, the, the, we got the private property, okay? Private property is it, right? Um, we've agreed to this off the top, okay? Therefore, if we hadn't, then I wouldn't have anything to pay a cop to protect. So, since we've agreed to, we've established we agreed to private property, I pay, I pay this police officer to protect private property, okay? That's an agreement. We can't, I can't go and effectively kill somebody. You own yourself, right? Because I've stepped outside this contract. There's no obligation. Is who, is, who is enforcing that contract? That would be society. So say I am paying a cop a lot, right? this neighborhood of people who live around me are not going to be okay with this one cop who I happen to pay a lot saying, no, he didn't kill nobody or he should have killed that person. You know, whatever. Right. They're not going to feel safe. Right. Therefore, they're not going to feel safe. If the companies that are, are whatever supplying them with the police officers. Now, if they don't, if they can't protect these people from me, they go to another company, right? This is, they're not, these customers have to be protected or they don't get their business, right? So you're not just going to, You've got a, a, a guy like me who just goes killing people because they pay him a cop a lot. So this comp say uh, Nancy has to now her protection agency, instead of coming after me, they're just letting me get away with it, right? Now they've got to double, triple the patrols on her to keep her safe because who knows if I'm going to kill Na Nancy, right? Now, are they going to jack up Nancy's costs? To do that, that's not going to work in a private market, right? Mm. There's all these cost factors. And then if you think about how companies really work who do the same thing, they typically come up with agreements ahead of time. That's why you have these stupid accept little clicks on your computer screen all the time, right? So... They're going to have something worked out, most likely, because if they don't, the cost of somebody stepping outside of the bounds of society would be too great for these companies, right? They're going to have things worked out. So, like, say I kill somebody, and that person was protected by, you know, now this company's got to pay out a lot of money to this other company and that you killed their customer. Right. And, and so they're not going to want me to do that. So they're going to police me not to do that too. 
that we're going to have, they're going to have agreements where I'm signed documents when they come to protect me that I won't do that or, you know, I'm liable or something. You know what I mean? So, because they want to protect themselves and their business and the money. Uh, the money isn't in the interest of one person. If you look at, if you take 1%, the one percentile, right? And you, if you say we tax them their entire income, like we still couldn't fix our tax problem today by doing that. If we took their entire income, still couldn't fix it. Even really put a dent in it. But you're, you're touching on something pretty interesting though, is the, is that power of the individual and where that actually lies because who, who is there to enforce it if uh, society is in agreement, right? So you're talking about a kind of form of democracy, I guess. Um, but, but let's say you're in uh, that situation where you have, right. <laughs> uh, let's say you have that, that neighborhood, right? And there, there are 10 folks. You it's are, not a democracy. It's contract. But it, it, it sort of mimics democracy, right? It so does, you're, it does. There, there are 10 of you in this con contractual agreement, and yeah. uh, you are one of 10, as is Nancy. And the other nine are actually okay with Nancy's passing. Therefore, society doesn't push back on that. What's, what's the response then? Well, say, do we all have the same protecting agency at this yeah, time or do we, we have competing ones? No, same company. Okay. Do we have the same? Okay. Because you're so, buying in bulk, right? It's a, it's a member program. So you're getting, okay, a yeah, like a neighborhood lines. watch decided to, yeah, absolutely. And I think that would happen along with doctors and stuff. Um, so say this company wants to grow doesn't just want these 10 customers for its entire life. Right. Um, what happens on Google, you know, what happens when there isn't a regulatory agency making sure that there's no good competition coming up to compete with you. Right. When you do things like, you know, take a little here, you know, push the little guy over, like you lose, you, you lose. It's I've worked for companies. When you do that, it's bad for business. You have to, uh, the most successful company that I've been a big part of, but even the crazy people who wanted us to, you know, pull the stars down and give them to them for free or whatever. Like we tried to, you know, um, that's what's going to happen. The, the cream of the crop will rise to the top. We all know this, we, we see it and it happens. And then, well, and then these companies get big and then they get regulations and they, when they don't have competition, they get complacent and then they turn to shit. But like at first it's really good, right? When they're, when they're really striving to make you as the customer happy and all customers, cause they want to, they want everybody to be the customer. I mean, it's, Human nature is to want to grow, get bigger, um, be dominant in whatever you're doing, right? So as long as we focus that dominance towards a peaceful social construct, then we're okay. It's when we add the you know, a uh, monopoly of violence in to the situation where um, now the way to get ahead is not now to help the customer, help the people, help the consumer. It's to help this big fat cat, whatever it is, right? Uh, so again, we're not sitting here telling you that that anarchist utopia that I believe is the best form of social society today or whatever um, could solve all the problems in the world. There's still going to be bad people. 
I'm just saying, like, why don't we be on an equal playing field with those bad people, at least? If not a better position. Why are we putting them to the top? Why are we just trying to scoop by them without getting noticed? And and why are we not the oversight as opposed to a centralized body, right? And I think that's why that thought experiment, I think, is interesting because it, it does scale and it continues to scale because the Nancy of the neighborhood can continue to be such that a minority is always going to be pushed uh, to not be looked after, right? Especially if the financial incentive is not there. So if some 10% is going to be glossed over, um, the financial incentive will go with the 90%, right? So even if there are a town of 10,000 and mm. there are 1,000 Nancys who everyone agrees the town would be better off without, they will likely look the other way. And I think that scales, but that thought experiment, I think, leads into the idea that is that not still better than some right. centralized repository where we have a listing of folks who have decided who is going to enforce for that 90% or not. But we look at, so again, with the Nancy thing, right? I don't even think she would fall by the wayside because I think there is for younger people that make good money for um, people that are very well trained in defending themselves. I think there is a market for, a very cheap defense company, right? One that doesn't supply so many services, but would happily take a big check from one of the bigger ones for one of their people getting off by them, right? That agreement thing that I was telling you about that companies tend to do, mm. right? So, you know, you look at McDonald's. I mean, nobody sits here and goes, oh, that's nutritious and it's the best thing to eat. But how many successful people go to McDonald's? How many? A lot of people go to McDonald's, right? So Nancy can afford McDonald's and the CEO has a really good security system, kind of does it on his own, it's weaponized. He can go to McDonald's too. So that increases Nancy's power because she's got this mass of people because she is on the discount level. So Nancy does have serious protection. Well, and, and who would you rather want after you? Would you rather have some 90% of the society after you? Or would you rather have uh, the government want you dead? Because the 90% still has limited resources. Yeah still finite mm -hmm. whereas an entity that can print money yeah it is not right and they don't have your interest in heart so the policing agency is there to protect them and the illusion of them protecting people is is there just as such to be an illusion therefore they can continue to get suck the wealth therefore that printed money has some value right So, so those are the two, those are the two pathways. One, one kind of continuing down the path we go. So if we're looking at the different ways that we approach this, one being, how did we get here? Two, where do we go? How do we, how do we start that? We've, I think we've clearly defined what we see and, and what they are, but how did we get to the place that we're in now? so that we can ensure that we don't continue down this path? How did we get here? Well, I mean, slowly to an extent, right? A boiling frog. So, right? so what you got like, uh, I think that 10 year rule, I think, you know, the hotels remodel every seven years. So they stay fresh. I think the the government kind of does a 
a 10-year thing. That way doesn't necessarily go with the eight years of presidency or four or whatever. But if it happened 10 years ago and this group was mad about it, right, we can probably still spin it on the news so that same group will lobby for it now. <laughs> right. Um, and even in some cases, call the other side out for being hypocrites for they wanted it before. <laughs> well, well, I think you touched on this earlier, right? Like you, when you were talking about this, this tends to obscure the real problem because neither because we talk about those two sources of media, right? Like the, the, those, those two wings, both of which are heavily in agreement uh, that they should still be around. It's not a question of, oh, is law enforcement even a, a good idea? It's okay. As long as we pitch the false choice of you can be red team and all cops are great, they're good old boys, you should salute them, etc. Or you can choose blue team where all cops are bad and we need to retrain them and we need to redo the entire infrastructure. Nowhere in there. By the way, both of them are like, we should hire more. Yeah. 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 But it's a false choice, right? It, it yeah, obscures the idea that there would be options beyond those two. So here's your choice. Pick and a poison. I and no, I mean, it maybe seems small to most in the argument. But are you seeing what the police are driving around today? They're in Ford Explorer Sports. I don't know if you've gone out looking at those things, but they're like sixty, eighty thousand dollars. I mean, they can without all the cop shit in it, right? So you're looking at murder chariots that are $100,000 being ragged on every day by a bunch of you know, power-hungry idiots in their 20s, right? That you're paying for, I'm paying for. I have to. I can't hide it. Now, we've, we've talked about that before. Do government contracts come at a discount typically? Uh, no. <laughs> no, they promise oh. you a plane for what, 14 million or what? What was it? 15, 17 million. Let's say that way I'll go in the higher team. Let's say 19 million. I know it was in the teen millions. And it's a billion dollars a plane. It's the same thing. I mean, even the people on the left who are like, government is perfect until the military will agree that the plane thing happens. The military budget is ridiculous. Well, the police budget is pretty much the same thing as the military budget. So don't you think the same thing's happening there? So, Because I think, I, I think you would pay a hundred K to get all that stuff and yeah, to get that I mean, vehicle, with all that stuff in it. But I think we might actually be indirectly paying a bit more than that. I'm sure we are. For I mean, each I've those. seen the facility. It's right down the street from my house. It makes a bunch of them, but benefit of the doubt. Let's call it retail hundred K. That's a, I mean, th just, okay, see how many cop cars you pass every day. These guys are driving these home to work. They might live on the other side of the freaking state. They don't care. They don't have to pay for the gas, right? Not the mileage on their personal car. So, I'm, I guess I'm playing to the right here where I'm saying, look at this overwhelming cost. And it's because there is no, there's no customer besides the state. And the state doesn't care because they suck the money. They, they didn't earn the money. They suck it from people who can't and don't have a choice, right? 
So when we've spent time in logistics, we understand that uh, there are devices out there that will certainly measure these things. There is a, there is an ECM port in every vehicle made after whenever, Mm -hmm. certainly these uh, one or two year old vehicles that folks are riding around in. We have very accurate and very precise data around idle times, around fuel usage, around every time they're in a Dairy Queen parking lot for four hours with the AC on. We have that data. We have no one auditing that. There's no one to look into the oversight of how much of this is idle time. You wouldn't want that as a police force because then if you actually cut down the costs, it's going to be hard for you to ask for a big, bigger budget, right? Use it or lose it, right? Right. You got to buy office chairs. Yeah, it's, and that's the difference between working for a state and working for a some citizens, you know. Uh, whereas the benefit would be to cut the cost and provide a better service, because then you could show that you're better and your monthly premiums are cheaper, you would get more people. You would end up providing a better service, therefore more customers. You would take customers for your com- from your competition. Your competition would now have to try to play catch up. This is, you know, without, you know, uh, a regulation to stop this from happening. I mean, it could it could result in huge companies being taken down by a little guy with a great idea, but it's stopped right now. So So is the answer to bridge that gap to kind of speak to that second piece, which is how did we get here to where do we go? Is the, is the bridging of that gap to this utopia that uh, you and I are, Dreaming of <laughs> every day, yeah. Um, is is the middle ground? Is the is is there a middle ground? I, I I guess the question is, do we have to rip the bandaid off, or is there a way that we can slowly but surely move toward that? Is there a way that we privatize something and still be? I I think there is. I think. I think you're right. And this is one of those strategy questions where uh, people who have the same belief, the same principles can disagree in a very civil way. And I've heard many different arguments and I think all of them are great. Anything that's trying to get us there is wonderful. Um, But I personally think that in today's society, as it stands at the moment, we could look at it from a local point of view. Very, very local, like city police, not even, not county, nothing, right? And we could get rid of that. We could make city ordinances saying, you know, we're going to go this way with it, privatize, whatever. Um, but that's also the argument to that would be what happens. There's still a city government there, right? So the, the incentive of the new police so-called private would be to lobby, right? And get an, a, uh, some sort of regulation that would stop any competition from coming in and competing with them. Right. Um, but knowing that, uh, you could do things there. There's this, I brought it up before there's a city in Mexico that has just completely banned that. And it's, it's basically people in neighborhoods just pull together and, you know, the, the more capable people in the neighborhoods are their police force and they, they throw them 
money. You know, here, here's some money, guys. You know, and it's like a neighborhood watch thing, but it, it fucking works because everybody's armed. Everybody. Grandma's armed there, you know. There's no government in that city. None. I think we could take uh, a few pointers from them because the trick is getting there without it getting washed out by, because what they would do is they would create a, a regulation that would knock out competition and then they would basically work for the government anyway at that point and they would all screw up and they'd say it's because it's private, right? So, like the jails are today. You know what I mean? It's a joke that it's private, right? But Or the post office. Right. Post office, totally private. Yeah. Because the post office, as we know, has very real competition with FedEx and UPS and DHL. And there are these weird bits where these companies have popped up to compete because the post office is private. And then when those uh, companies start competing, then the post office all of a sudden uh, decides that they don't have to make a profit anymore. So the government then uses the profits made from the post office as a piggy bank. Yeah. And then they're now directed to not make a profit. And even when they do, because they have built such great infrastructure, they continue to take those profits off the top and show that it's reporting as a loss. Mm -hmm. And then because of that efficiency, you see even <laughs> UPS, uh, UPS, Amazon, whoever being subsidized by that post office because you can't actually do it for cheaper than the post office can. Yeah. So there's this weird idea and, you know, we're seeing this play out in the, um, are we, I guess we're calling it a technocracy that's sort of playing out right now with, you know, alphabet, the, the idea that with Google, they can have a monopoly on YouTube mm -hmm. and do that for free because uh, if I am, you know, trying to create a, video hosting service, there's no way that I can uh, compete with YouTube because they have capital from other sectors that will prop that up. Because let's, let's say, for, for example, that there aren't any regulations that are passed. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we talk about this, this private law enforcement, right, it, it's privatized and we're still regulation free. No lobbying, no any of that, no legislation's passed. Even still, just from an economic standpoint, that entity could still operate at a hefty loss because it's subsidized by a larger entity that's got plenty of revenue coming in. I do not subscribe to that theory because if you, I implore anybody, I've, in fact, I think we should do a, a show on it. Dow Corning, the, the company that creates damn near every adhesive that's not done by M3. Uh, anything in a tube, pretty much, right? Um, they got, he became big because of a whole government trying to do that. And he won because... He was smarter, and he was in a he was in an unregulated market that they couldn't reach to regulate, and he went up against an entire the entire government of Germany, which was a powerhouse back then, bigger than America, and he won. If they would have kept fighting him, they would have went bankrupt. So uh, I think we should do. A, uh, a story on that because it's really clever how he did it. He basically made them make him rich through their own 
stupid government ways of, you know, regulating markets. Uh, so what's the, what's the elevator pitch version of that? I think, I think we could absolutely. There was a, there was a chemical. Uh, just without me refreshing my store, my, you know, rereading about it, but it was a chemical. Germany was the major manufacturer of chemical X. Dow, I believe was in Texas at the time. He started making chemical X at his factory. Um, I believe it was purely by happenstance. He was making something else, realized it was a byproduct, and it was a valuable byproduct or whatever. And because, you know, Germany, being as it was, it was a government-owned uh, company. It was fascist, but, like, it was... Government directs a private-owned business and it's exactly what to do, so you know how to... Anyway, um, it was way overpriced, right? So Dow's like, well, shit, I'm going to sell it anyway, you know? And he had just undercut Germany. And Germany was like, oh, yeah, well, we'll make it cheaper than that, you know? And they still have to ship it to America, right? America was apparently buying a lot of this. And so they did, and... He was like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm here. So he made it cheaper. It's a byproduct of me making something else anyway. So he did it. And then eventually Germany came down to the price where he was like, shit, I can't even ship it in America for that. You know, I'll just buy all Germany's. <laughs> I just bought it all from Germany. They were making it at a loss because they had to ship it and everything. So they're actually losing money on it, and he's been marking it up here in America. And eventually Germany had to give it up. Like, they couldn't – they either had to just compete with him like a regular, uh, you know, non-regulated entity or go under, throw in the towel. And, of course, eventually they threw in the towel, but – they decided to compete for a while. I think, I think you're, I think you're right. And that we could probably double click on that and probably do a full hour on that for sure. But I, I would say that there is a, a distinction when it comes to privatizing law enforcement though, that you're still, thinking about a different primary customer, right? You privatize law enforcement, it's the, the primary customer is still going to be the government and not the free market. Oh, right? in today's think, atmosphere? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So the, the free market is what gave him the ability to beat the government at its own game. Yeah. So in today's market, again, I think that the answer is local, but I think it's more than the police. I think it's like that town in Mexico, that city of Mexico. I think you have to completely do away with a government's ability to, they shouldn't be the one making the laws. Like the people should make the laws, right? So, yeah, the people should make the laws, right? So that that's your big thing. Like we, you have to. The city would have to agree that and it would be in a small town, probably first, right? Like we're not going to enforce those things that we don't agree with here, and we're not going to let other agencies come in and do it. And you have to have the nuts to stand up and say it. I mean, we've had sheriffs do it with one law or two laws in different counties, right? Why couldn't we just do it? Why couldn't we just, no, we're, we're enforcing these laws and that's all. These people 
only live under these laws. And you guys, you will be breaking the law here if you try to enforce those laws here. So how do we how do we privatize while also shrinking at the same time? How do we slowly scale back so that folks can realize that they need less and less over time? As silly as Chad was, I think it was a great test. Um, I mean, they had no idea what they wanted. It's just like some silly hood dudes, like, you know, took control of it. Once it happened, naturally, then they were speaking the loudest and they took control and they, it was silly, but it it happened. It was real. Like, the, it, and it was, the, the police stood down. They left. That's what happened in that city of Mexico. Except they knew what the fuck they were doing, and the, the the government's still gone. Everybody, there is no government. So it could happen here. I mean, a bunch of non-principled people who just knew there was a problem got mad enough, and it happened. It could happen. I mean. I'm not advocating violence, but I'm not advocating, I'm not sitting here saying be a sissy either. Like we're not, we're not going to win against the biggest government in the world ever history by being quiet. I mean, we got to make bold steps. We got to, we got to fail but we can't let them direct how we fail. Because if we make these tiny little steps, they're going to make sure that it looks like it's our fault when shit hits the fan. Like I said, they're going to put one company in charge and then put and make it terrible, and then we're going to, oh, put the government back in charge. You know, we can't do that. If we're going to fail, we need to fail honestly. Like companies fail. You know, companies fail because they're not putting out the product that the people want for the price that people want. Whether it can or can't be made for that price is irrelevant. Because it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter how much it costs to make. If people don't want to buy it for that price, they're not going to buy it. So the company's going to fail. All right? You just don't fucking make that product if you can't make it cheaper. Or develop, you know, m develop a company that makes a machine that makes making that product cheaper. I mean, that's how we advance. We don't advance by this stupid ideology of when you have a problem, ask the government to fix it. And then they just tax everybody to the point that they're not worried about buying that anymore because they don't have enough money anymore because <laughs> you just taxed them too much. Well, now that problem's solved. They're not trying to buy that anymore. They don't have any fucking money. So with this new system, this new private series of security officers and keepers of the peace, are these new people cops? No. What do we what do we call them? Okay, well, do we want to call them cops? Does it make people feel safer to call them cops? I don't think it does. So, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of up to the private company to come up with that. All the people trying to get into it because they're branding themselves to be what we want them to be, right? 
and maybe the marketing we'll people available for that they they're going to come up with a bunch of different ideas at first you know something's going to catch look at the sawzall sawzall was definitely not the best brand at making a sawzall but they were the first one who did it pretty good so everybody calls a reciprocating saw a sawzall in the construction everybody who does construction you know what the fuck i'm talking about but nobody has a fucking sawzall everybody's got a makita or milwaukee nobody's got a fucking sawzall but we all call it a sawzall So then the the market will decide what they're called. Maybe they're called private police. Maybe they're called peacekeepers. Maybe they're called Ronald McDonald's. Jelly beans. You never know. But whatever they are, I think the question then stands and, and... That's what I love about it. It's not set in stone, right? Yep. As time goes on, it can change. Like we were talking about a house the other day. If they didn't regulate all the shit about a house, who knows what it would be today? Mm. They didn't regulate what a cop was supposed to be. Who knows how awesome that could be today? I mean, who knows what a cop could be today? I'm guessing it would only marginally be human i think it would it, i think it, it would largely be subsidized smile when you saw it you wouldn't be terrified You'd you wouldn't be like oh shit let me look at my speedometer you'd be like oh there's i love that thing or i love james it's awesome you would know his first name if it was a person, right? Or at least the person who came and checked on the other parts. Oh, James is coming by. He's, you know, he's, he's got the friendliest face. You know? And who does that when a cop comes to your door? Who's like, oh, opening this? Even all you pro-cop motherfuckers, I know you're not doing that. So the question we started with, which is, are all cops bad? What do you think? I don't think cops are humans. I think their job is bad. I think their job is immoral. And I think their job will corrupt them into being bad or acting immorally badly. Let's just call it moral bad, right? I think their job will corrupt them into being bad, doing bad things, eventually desensitizing them into being worse people than they would have been without it. Are they all bad? I can't say that they are. I know they're not. Are they all miss? informed on what they're doing to begin with I would say 90% of them know that uh, do not know what they're getting into do not know that they don't work for the people or whatever they probably don't put enough thought into it they're too busy just like all of us trying to you know a lot of the ones who get really bad are just trying to climb the corporate ladder in their sense and it requires them to be worse whatever i got to do to put food on the table i mean how many of us have said that but how many of us have you know kicked in the door of an innocent 90 year old woman and shot her to death yeah. not that i can recall i haven't done that done some Done some uh, hard work for my money, but haven't done that. So, so no, they're not all bad, but they're all on their way. <laughs>